world's becoming a dangerous place for us women. Lipstick Bodyguard looks just like an innocent little lipstick, but it'll instantly drop any attacker to his knees so you can get away unharmed. Lipstick Bodyguard. Fear no evil. Get yours today only at LipstickBodyguard.com. Broadcasting from behind the Second Amendment Iron Curtain in the shadows of the New York City skyline, this is Gun For Hire Radio, the voice of one million New Jersey gun owners, with your hosts, Sandy Berardi and Master Firearms Trainer, Anthony Calandra. Live from the land that freedom forgot, the most listened to Second Amendment broadcast in the nation. Welcome to it. <sighs> show 529. Highest the show range, ever. The, the <laughs> highest numbered show ever. The new range edition is literally uh, weeks away from uh, opening. What are they Maybe doing? Two. Paving today, are weeks, they? They're paving out front, paving nice. out back. Yeah, yes, good, it's, yeah. uh, it's, it's really good. You learn a lot when you're doing stuff like this. When you see other business owners take all the prime parking spots in the front of their business, their customers can't have it. It is like the ultimate of uh, idiot business hypocrisy. So let's talk about rigging an election. So in New Jersey, it's no secret that we have a super majority in the Assembly and the Senate and the Judiciary and the Executive Branch. It's all D's, right? Yep. So they can do whatever they want. Pretty much. So, Murphy, we have a $10 billion uh, budget excess, $4 billion of which we borrowed against our children, <laughs> great-grandchildren, and great-great-great-great-grandchildren's future. Budget other- excess. When just before COVID, we had a conveniently $10 million uh, budget deficit. Correct. Well, the other $6 billion excess is federal money, which we all paid as well. Yes, that's right. And Alabama. Yep. So what are we doing? So Murphy sits with uh, Mike Coughlin, the Speaker of the House, and uh, Steve Sweeney, the Senate President, and they go, okay, what... <laughs> what level, income level, of people voted for us in the last election? And they looked at it, and it was $75,000 and under for a single family and like $130,000 and under gross income for the year uh, for a, a family. So they're going to take some of those billions and mail out rebate checks <laughs> to a $500 to their voter base. With a letter, it's a middle-class tax rebate brought to you by Governor Murphy, Speaker Coughlin, and uh, Senate President Steve (laughs) Sweeney, your three top Democratic leaders. So here's free shit over free dumb. That's right. Okay. And the idiots will lap it up. So everybody's going to get their checks. And the checks are Well, not everybody's going to get their checks. No, everybody in that that voting... Demographic. Everybody in that voting socioeconomic level is going to get their checks. Sandy, guess when they're going to get their checks? About six weeks before the election. Oh, that's amazing. Did they learn that from Governor Gavin Newsom? It re- yeah, Newsom's up for a recall election in September. Right, but and he's could- giving checks out now. So, you know, we, we all know NJ.com and the Bergen Record and everybody, they're, they're just an extension of the Democratic Party. Yes, yes. Meanwhile, they had in their politics uh, article, $500 New Jersey tax rebate checks arriving soon. Yes, that's Murphy's name attached, and yes, it's in an election year. Wow. 
I am surprised they even spoke of this. Okay, so he's giving money away to guarantee that his voter base will come out on top as usual. So, of course, who suffers? We suffer, right? Right. Also, this was reported, uh, this was found out by Matt Rooney from the Save Jersey uh, blog. Without saying so, New Jersey's new budget that was signed by the majority of the Democrats in the House and the Assembly and Senate and Governor Murphy, it expands free New Jersey paid Medicaid coverage to illegal aliens as well. Unbelievable. So uh, it's all it's hidden in the entire budget for us not to see. And of course, the press will not report that. Okay. Uh, but again, the third tier, us, the law-abiding, tax-paying citizens, what happens? We pay and we pay and we pay, and no one really cares. No. So this is the rigged election we're going to be having in New Jersey. As, as much as we want Jack Chitterelli to win, and we can actually do it with the two million independent uh, voters in New Jersey, but it's going to be an uphill battle when you have the incumbents uh, with all of the money and all of the power and the media behind them and corporate America behind them and big tech behind them, um, it's going to be very, very hard uh, for us to get somebody in to, to win in New Jersey to at least hold the line for us for another four years. Listen, we know if Jack Chitterelli gets elected, we're not getting concealed carry. We're not getting 15-round magazines. That's all left to the courts. There's right. no way the executive right. branch, a change of face... Uh, can make it better for us. But just like Christie for eight years, Chitterelli can hold the line for us. Yeah, That's what we need. That's why we all need to put our support behind him. So if you're a libertarian, Green New Deal, Pastafarian, uh, Ferry, or whatever political affiliation you have, yeah, I don't, I don't know what, what that means, but you, you identify as an animal or something. But please, you're going to have to put your support. Donate money, donate time. Uh, phone banks, door-to-door, whatever. We need to get Jack Chitterelli in because, obviously, uh, Governor Free Stuff will be buying this election. And New Jersey, I don't know, uh, Santi, do you think we could survive another four years of uh, supermajority in all three branches in New Jersey? I don't know how it's working even on a federal level at this point. I don't know where our country is. It doesn't look anything like the country that I once knew. I, I really don't know. You know, we're, we're, we're still number one with people moving out of the state. California is number two. Uh, Florida is the number one state for people moving into it. Uh, you know, I, I just don't know. So, we're, we, you know, we have to do our best. Uh, I don't want to hear it. Listen, I favored Phil Rizzo in the primary, and he lost, and now I'm putting all my backing behind Jack Chitterelli. Do I love everything about Jack Chitterelli? Hell no. But do I want him to win? Yes. So we all have to put our weight and our money and our efforts and putting signs up, whatever you can do, everybody in any little way or big way that you can do, we have to get Jack Chitterelli uh, elected as the governor. And again, at least he can hold the line. You know, with redistricting and gerrymandering and everything, good luck trying to win any assembly, House or, or House or Senate seats in New Jersey. You know, good luck. The few that we hang on to by a thread, they're, they're hoping that... Uh, you know, uh, Murphy will win again, and they can come in and uh, realign everything again and squeeze out a few more Republican seats like they did in California. So it's bad. 
And uh, you see this just happened. Trump this week has sued uh, Big Tech yeah. in uh, Southern District Federal Court, uh, which uh, I'm interested in watching how this, this case works. It's not just him. Other plaintiffs signed on to it as well. Uh, Trump is the lead plaintiff. It is a class action lawsuit against uh, Google, Twitter, and Facebook, the masters of the universe that decide what we see, how we see it, when we see it, and where we see it. That's right. And then they decide to censor us. So for many of you who don't know, I had 70,000 Twitter followers. I was locked out of Twitter for uh, hate speech. And, uh, you know, I'm shadow banned on Instagram and Facebook. And uh, Google searches are always altered. They want us to see what they want us to Whatever see. Whatever they want us to see. Yeah. Yes. We're, you know, we're heading towards total Marxist society with the ugly arcs. You know, out in Idaho this weekend, all the billionaires are meeting, deciding our future in the United States. That's right. Uh, Zuckerberg and uh, what's his yep. name? Bill Gates um, and Bezos. They're all out there whining and dining this week. We'll flew in with their private jets. And they're going to tell us what our carbon footprint should be, and we should only use one piece of toilet paper to wipe our asses. <laughs> While right. combined, they have 27 billion square feet of houses yeah. you know, and servants and everything else, and they fly private jets to go get a pizza. Right. Uh, right. But they're all sitting together now, and obviously they all lean way, way, way to the left because they forgot where they came from. And uh, they run the show, you know, they own the media and they own the narrative. And uh, the average American just doesn't realize it, uh, that uh, what is going on in this country. And it's, it's sad. I mean, look how things get turned around. Now the White House is saying it was Republicans who were for defund the police. <laughs> so yeah. ridiculous. Yep, they spun it because under CARES Act money, police... Uh, governors could have used money for police departments instead of bailing their states out for other stuff. So the White House press secretary basically started the narrative that uh, it's the Republicans who were against defunding the police. And of course, all the legacy media, what did they do? They grabbed it. They ran with it. And they're repeating it over and over again and over and over again. You know what I mean? And the idiot electorate will believe it correct of course because they they're going to get their 500 dollars check why would you not believe it yeah right so you want to talk about changing the narrative how about this one governor cuomo harpo cuomo just declared a disaster emergency on gun violence okay he is basically saying that the gun violence now that's happening in new york it has nothing to do with bail reform. It has nothing to do with not prosecuting lower-level crimes. It has nothing to do with decimating the police departments. It has nothing to do with cutting police departments' budgets. It has nothing to do with getting rid of qualified immunity for police, where they're liable to be sur- save, uh, they're, they're liable to be uh, sued personally. It has nothing to do with that. Okay. Or the fact he, that they opened the, jo- the jails during COVID and let all the criminals out. Correct. So this what this is what came out of the press secretary of Harpo Cuomo. The gun industry is the only industry in America with immunity from civil lawsuits. It is an insult to victims of gun violence. Today I'm signing legislation to reinstate public nuisance liability to gun manufacturers in New York State. Listen, gun manufacturers are absolutely civilly liable for product defects. 
What they're not liable for is criminal misuses of their products, just like tire makers and gas stations are not liable for hit and runs. Right. Let's face it. I mean, people don't realize this. They read the media crap, but that's what it comes down to. You can't sue a gun manufacturer when a criminal uses a gun. Again, they refuse to look at the criminal. Okay? The NRA came out and said Cuomo not only failed to fix the problem, he made it worse. Their catch and release, hmm, where'd they get that from? Bail reform and defunding of law enforcement has resulted in New York crime hitting historic levels, and somehow he can blame with a straight faced gun manufacturers. Yeah, right. Okay? The governor has spent his entire tenure coddling criminals and harassing law-abiding New York gun owners. It should come as no surprise that crime has spiraled out of control. Okay? And now Cuomo says we went from one epidemic to another epidemic. So, wait. Cuomo is going to handle this gun epidemic the way he handled (laughs) the pandemic? Everybody hide your grandparents. (laughs) Exactly. Okay, if your grandparents are still alive and anywhere in New York State, get them out. That's for sure. Listen, this will not pass muster. This is just a talking head talking point because he knows when it goes to the Supreme Court, the Supreme Court is going to knock this down. Okay, they know it's going to knock it down. He's just appealing to his voter base. He just had a fundraiser. He raised like $10 million. This son of a bitch, he's running for governor again. He's going to run again. He's going to go in for another term because, you know, what do we have? It's a dynasty. Yes, it's a family dynasty. It's a family dynasty. They named a bridge after his daddy. But how far can somebody like him and Phil Murphy and Gavin Newsom and Gretchen Whitmer and uh, what's his name? Big Bird de Blasio. How far can they push declarations of emergencies to violate just to justify violating our rights, the law-abiding citizens, because that's all they ever do. Apparently, as far as they want, because nobody ever pushes back. We have, we don't push back. We are far too polite. You know what he he, he in his press conference he wrote, uh, uh, "No one needs an assault rifle to hunt deer." Like, because he believes that the Second Amendment only exists for hunting. How big is Governor Cuomo's security detail? Yeah, right. Okay? Now, he has a lot of people that don't like him because, you know, he was writing books while people were dying, right? Right. So maybe, just maybe, uh, he should look at that and get rid of his security detail and walk on the streets amongst us. I'm sure all three of his daughters have security detail too, right? Oh, I can guarantee that. Right. So he doesn't care. He lives in a bubble. And I'm sure his brother, Chris Cuomo, because he's the brother of the governor and he's a CNN talking uh, face, I guarantee you he has a security detail as well. So these are the people that that are telling us what we should and shouldn't do. And I'll tell you what, I'm quite I'm fed up. I I really am. I'm, I'm fed up. So it's on and on in a circular motion we go. Now, what gives me a little bit of hope? You know our friend, 2A historian extraordinaire, Jay Factor? Mm-hmm. Jay Factor applied for a carry permit. And, of course, he's going through the process, and the police chief in his town denied it. So he appealed it. And uh, Jay had a Zoom uh, hearing the other day, and he posted just a little tidbit We'll be getting more info from him, but this is what he wrote. The Zoom court went well today. Judge O'Malley was fantastic. 
my police chief couldn't have answered my questions better. He actually admitted he could only determine previous attacks and serious threats and a special need for self-protection on a case-by-case -case basis. That's basically saying there is no standard. Yeah. If your case looks if, if your case looks scarier that you're being threatened and her case doesn't look as scary, he can play God and he can decide the police chief who, who gets a carry permit, who, yep. who doesn't get a carry permit. Right. Yeah, they decide who lives and who dies, right? So Jay wrote, the prosecutor's entire argument was that I did not submit a proper written certification of need, whatever that is. I mean, all they have is they always talk about to get a carry permit, you need a letter of need. Mm -hmm. Now, for the most part, security officers get a letter of need from a secure, bona fide security company that says, uh, Anthony Calandro will be working for Sterling Securities. They will be carrying a gun, blah, 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 time date, because many judges will issue you can only carry to and from work, while at work, you know, they, they write all of these crazy stipulations and making it actually more unsafe where you have to, you know, load and yeah, unload your gun yeah. like in the parking lot of your job or something. Like every business owner today has to. Correct, because the judges are ignorant and also they're protected 24-7 by taxpayer paid security. So they can do that. So, so Jay, for a private security, what I've seen over the years, private security, for private carry, most people will write a letter, I own a jewelry store, I carry this much money, I have ATMs, blah, blah, blah. So that's what the prosecutor is saying. He needs, he needs a, a, let, a proper written certification of need, which, again, we know our letter of need should be the Constitution. Yeah, and uh, according to New Jersey, I guess property is worth more than life. Of course, property. How much money do you carry? Right. Yeah, we got to protect that bag of nickels. That's you and your right. kids? Nah, we don't care. Yeah, exactly. We have more. So he wrote, the prosecutor objected to 35% of my questions, and the judge allowed me to continue. Wow, that's good. He goes, we all know a superior court judge will not attempt to overturn Sicardi or Prius, but we will have a horse in the race now. So what Jay is saying is the judge is not going to side with the uh, factor on his uh, arguments that it's a violation, you know, with Sicardi and Prius, but because the judge is not going to set a precedent that's going to be challenged by the state Supreme yeah, Court. Yeah, especially a New Jersey Superior Court judge. Correct. So the judge, the judge will knock it down probably, and then Jay will appeal it and then take it to New Jersey supreme court and uh we're all going to have to back them and help them financially or ever or anything whenever that starts so you know um we'll be okay uh you know uh, we'll we'll be okay with that but i want to thank jay for his efforts and pushing this uh forth because obviously you know we have uh the 10 round magazine case we're waiting to go to the supreme court the state keeps dragging their feet on it uh, they refuse to respond to our case again, like they do to every case. And then the, the, the court came in and said, no, you have to respond. But that bought them 30, 60, 90 days. You know, they know what they're doing. They just keep pushing the, they keep, just keep pushing the can further and further down the road because a right delayed is a right denied, right? That's right. But there is hope, Sandy. Uh, the tragedy that was the Sutherland Springs uh, church shooting, if everybody remembers that, in November in 2017, uh, Devin Patrick Kelly shot and killed 26 people and wounded 22 more in uh, Sutherland Springs, Texas. Do you, you remember that I case, do, yeah. Sandy? Mm -hmm. Well, a federal judge has ruled that the government bears 60% of the liability in a suit brought on by survivors and relatives who claim that Kelly should not have been able to purchase the firearms he used, clearing a background check despite a disqualifying offense 
when he was serving in the Air Force. It turned out that Kelly had not been entered into the National Instant Background Check System, so the system failed. This is huge, by the way. Okay, this did not get any press at all. All right, but this is huge for the first time because everybody says we need stronger background checks, right? We have a 50-state national instant background check, and when we all found this out in 2017 that this guy was allowed to buy a gun and he was disqualified, all of us law-abiding gun owners were pissed off. Yeah. Because the system had failed. So now, uh, obviously, the U.S. government will appeal this, but the, right now, this judge is saying they bear 60% of the liability. The federal government failed. Well, it's the same thing that happened, it's, and it's the same Department of Defense uh, that refused to uh, warn against Nadal Hassan. Was the same issue? Yes. You know, I mean, it, it, here was a guy who was obviously very, very troubled. Wrote all kinds of hateful things. Uh, taught was a professor of of medicine in their in their system. Yep. And and um, just spewed uh, hateful rhetoric, and yet nobody reported it. Nobody said a word because that's what happens with DOD. Correct. Anybody who's been in the service understands that. You know, excuse me. The Air Force was aware of his domestic violence history, and yeah. they didn't report it to federal agencies who would have caught it during a background check. All right. In 2012, when Kelly was serving in the Air Force, he was court-martialed on two charges of domestic assault after he beat and choked his wife, threatened her with a firearm, and hit her infant son. But yet the Air Force never posted that. And he was court-martialed twice. Yeah. All right, but yet he was still allowed to buy a gun. We all know what happens with the NICS check. The government is disgusting. The government never uploads anything. They never approve anything. They never follow up on anything. But it's yet it's us, the law-abiding citizen. Everybody that's listening to the show has all had a NICS check done. And some of us have gotten a pending. Some of us have gotten a call from the state police because maybe your name is Gary Smith or John Smith. And the most of us have gotten approved. But we all know if you are if you're have a domestic dispute on your record or you have any criminal charges or any screw-ups, you're not getting your firearms ID card. Hell, you're not even getting a hunting license if, you're back on, if you owe back alimony right. or child support right. in, in the United States. So... We police our own. We take care of our own. But the government, anybody trust the government? Who's been to the post office or unemployment or motor vehicles lately? These are the people that are deciding our fate, playing God with us. Am I right? That's right. <sighs> How much time do we have left? We've got about six minutes. Holy moly. I haven't talked that much. You haven't talked that much. What is that, a steamroller they're paving outside i apologize i'm in my office taping the show remote so i'm sorry uh but you're all gonna have to just listen to it I'm, there's nothing i can do about it all right nice um, so okay let's talk hey, it's about the sound of progress it's the sound of progress we will be opening uh in within a mere weeks for you let's talk about that right now so yeah. phase one will be opening in a few weeks and uh, we're gonna have a huge retail area 
uh, 25 new ports in addition to the 19 shooting stalls we have now. So we'll go up to 44. 15 of them are in their own separate range, and those 15 ports will be a members-only range for any level of membership that you belong. You will have right to first refusal for those 15 ports when you come in for our entire 84-hour-a-week operating schedule. We're not doing broke-ass member-only ports or broke-ass member-only hours early in the morning or late at night or anything like that. We just went ahead and built 15 ports straight up uh, for members only. And 10 more ports overflow, obviously, for non-members. And then we have 13 ports in the 25-yard range, and then we have six ports in the 50-yard range. Every weekend, we will have pop-up quarantine crawl food in the new area, every Saturday and Sunday at minimum. We will have a large lounge and refreshment area, 220 parking spaces. Again, we're going to have a huge retail area, and we're going to have a members buyers club will be announced in a, in a few weeks as well. Hopefully next year, phase two will open. The elevator to the second floor will expose two more ranges, multiple party rooms, meeting rooms, classrooms, as well as a 6,500 square foot private cigar lounge. Not nice. bad, right? Not bad. Not bad at all. So that I got that out of the way. So now let me go back to talking to... Uh, the Corlett case. So since we were talking about the courts before, New York State Rifle and Pistol versus Corlett. This is the Supreme Court's next big case. The Supreme Court is on vacation right now. The left is going crazy. They all want Justice Breyer to retire right now uh, because they don't want to risk anything with Biden in office for the next three years. They don't want Breyer to wait until it's too late and maybe not swap a liberal with a liberal. And Breyer doesn't seem to be going anywhere because he just hired a crap load of interns for the fall session. <laughs> so I guess uh, when you're a Supreme Court justice, you decide when you're going to retire or not. Not Chuck Schumer. Yeah, yeah. I guess so. Huh. Amazing. Yeah, yeah for huh? now, anyway. Amazing, amazing, amazing. So anyway, I remain optimistic about, you know, the Corlett case. Even though the Supreme Court came in and changed the wording or whatever, we have to remember that we have basically... Five Supremes on our side, maybe six, and there's only seven or eight states left that are holdouts. So eventually the Supreme Court has to come in and say, wait a minute, you know, and you've heard me say this, guys. I'm sorry, guys and girls. I've been saying this for 11 years. I'm hoping for the great case. And I don't know if this is entirely the great case, but right now this is the only case. And uh, if the Supreme Court sides with us, which we will know in the spring, they're going to hear it in the fall. We could actually have carry uh, in the seven or eight uh, states, the redheaded stepchild states, uh, the yeah. Cinderella states, right. which uh, New Jersey is a big one, you know. And uh, I mean, look, Washington, D.C., they got to win. Illinois, they got to win in the past with uh, Heller and McDonald. So this Corlett case could be our case. What do we need? We need an originalist ruling and we need, we need strict scrutiny. And we need to say, well, wait a minute, we can carry in this many states, but we can't carry in that many states. So why is that? Why are why do these 43 states have better uh, rights than us, inalienable rights in those states, but we don't have it in these states, especially states like New Jersey that have high crime and, and very high taxes and property taxes, right? We deal with all of this, yet we do not have our own inalienable right to defend ourselves and our family. But all of our politicians, all of our rulers do, and we pay for it. Right. 
right? We pay for their security. We pay for their details. We pay for their alarms and their cameras and their state police and their suburbans and all of that other stuff. And they have people with guns protecting them, yet they loathe our very existence. And they look down upon us, the third tier, and they despise us. And they refuse to let us have our own right to defend ourselves. When you think about the hubris, when you think about the contempt that they have for we the third tier, I don't, you wonder how the American Revolution started. When you have a king 3,000 miles away issuing decrees, yeah, right? Right. And doing whatever they want, and the colonists here working and getting taxed with no representation, and foreign troops and Hessians coming in and telling their people what they can and cannot do, and forcing them to quarter, uh, you know, uh, soldiers and everything. Could you imagine how they must have felt? Well, it's happened to us here in a state like New Jersey, one of the original 13 colonies. The problem is it's happened a little bit at a time, incrementally. Somebody talks about slicing the bologna all the time. Would that be you? Yeah, okay, somebody like that. You know, we slice that bologna, a thin slice, a little at a time. Each thin slice is a little bit of our rights. And before you know it, 90% of the bologna is on the government side, and the crumbs, the 10%, are on our side. You and get that's the stump we, that's left over in the, the deli case. The little thing with the metal thing on it. Yeah, with it. the metal, right. The, <laughs> that little metal thing Until, that just holds before the, the manager barks it down when it turns green. <laughs> I like green baloney, but that's another that's story. That's a whole different story. <laughs> but, but people don't realize it. So here we are. We're begging for permission to exercise a right that we should that should be a God-given right, and forty-three other states have that right. Yeah. Right. And yet, us, the unwashed masses, the peons, the serfs, the third tier. We're not allowed to carry. Hell, we can just barely possess a gun. That's right. In the state of New Jersey. That's right. Yeah. Actually, you can. That It's not a, a permit to carry. It's a nope. permit to possess. Are you still fighting crime the old-fashioned way? Now cut crime in half the time with a fast, easy money-saving solution. Introducing the Ship Baggerator. This year's all-new crime deterrence marvel from the makers of Gun For Hire Radio. The Ship Baggerator's compact design makes it quicker and easier to use than jail cells, parole boards, lethal injections, or those costly, outdated electric chairs. Just park your Ship Baggerator in the town square, open the lid, and drop the ship bag in. It's that simple. There's no wrong way to use it. Back and forth, side to side, round and round, ship bags go in and come out as a mound. Super sharp stainless steel blades that never need sharpening do all the work. Slice ship bags so thin they only have one side. Built strong to last, they slice through even the toughest ship bags. Murderers, rapists, child molesters, no problem. Just set it to high and the ship baggerator's powerful patented motor will handle them three at a time. No muss, no fuss, no bogging down. Just pop the top, drop them in, and watch as the powerful counter-rotating blades pull any size ship bag through at two feet per second. Amazing! Cleanup is a breeze. Just rinse with a fire hose or run it through the car wash. There's even a pulse setting for serial offenders. Save up the worst and delight the crowds on the 4th of July. Who needs fireworks when you've got the ship baggerator? And it's portable, so you can take it anywhere. But wait, 
there's more. For a limited time, we'll send you four additional sets of special stainless steel blades that never need sharpening. So now you can chop, slice, dice, and cube. The Ship Baggerator and four specialty blades, all for the same low, low price. Unbelievable. So don't wait. Call and get yours today. The Ship Baggerator is available only at Gun For Hire Radio. Operators are standing by. send an email out sorry about that because work has to get in the way because there's a million things going on right now with the uh with the new gun range it's uh, a lot of work but it's going to pay off in the end i want to thank from the bottom of my heart all of gun for hire gun for hire radio woodland park range supporters over the many many years from my humble beginnings in belleville all the way up to here in Woodland Park. You people are the best. Couldn't do it without you. And there's going to be a lot more coming shortly. Uh, a lot of new exciting announcements will be coming in the upcoming weeks and months. So hang in there. We'll be having leagues and everything and maybe some competitions in all the new ranges, by the way, Sandy. Nice. Yes. Nice. It's been so, a long time since we've had that opportunity in North Jersey. Yes. Well, now with four ranges... But two more coming, we have that flexibility. So if you find yourself in New York or if you find yourself in Prospect Park, New Jersey, on Fridays, check out martysvburger.com. Mention Gun for Hire, Gun for Hire Radio, get 20% off. Uh, he has great food. He also has meal kits. And, again, you can go to Freakin' Vegans on Freakin' Fridays and, uh, in Prospect Park, New Jersey. If you live in New York, anywhere, New York City, New York State, NY, TACDefense.com. Peter Tillman will give you a discount if you mention Gun for Hire. If you live in the other 49 states, U.S. Law Shield covers all weapons and defense. Use code Gun for Hire, one word, get 10% off. Buy now Decoding Firearms by John Petrolino, available on Amazon or at the Gun for Hire Pro Shop. Uh, Knife Rights, the ultimate steel challenge is still going on. Go and make a donation and maybe win some nice prizes. There's also a signed uh, uh, knife, two knives, one signed, one not signed by Hogue, as well as a custom autograph crime-proof book for you. Check out the Gun Lawyer podcast, Evan Knappen, exposing the truth about the laws designed to strip you of your freedoms. The Quarantine Crawl page is 300 and almost 50 business products and services. Check out QuarantineCrawl.com. It is our chamber of commerce. Support those who support you. Of course, my book, CrimeProofBook.com. CrimeProofBook.com. Check it out. Buy a copy. It's only 1876. You cheap bastards. Makes a great gift for friends or family. Okay, here we go. I got some letters before we go back to the news. Excuse me. I'm a little uh, congested today. This one is from Jules. And, by the way, Jules, happy 71st birthday, by the Ooh, way. Wow. Jim DiGiulio. Yep. Could you imagine 70 when this old yeah, bastard? Man, you don't look it, boy. Can you believe it? God he's, bless him. Uh, he's, this guy's got the energy of a four-year-old. Yeah, he's, he's a great guy. Yeah. He wrote, first, thanks to Sandy Berardi for that beautiful opening to Gun for Hire's highest ever podcast, <laughs> 528. <laughs> 
it's a shame that so many people take advantage of all this great nation has to offer and they don't understand how and why this nation was founded. Yeah, mm -hmm. your intro is beautiful. We always get a lot of feedback on that. Second, I've given to each of the Second Amendment groups and will receive five chances to win that absolutely useless item. <laughs> <laughs> that would be the Dory, the seven-foot Spartan spear that was made for me by Henry Montefiore. Of course, it would be a hoot to win, but anyone who wants a really warm feeling of accomplishment can, should consider donating to the Visiting Homemaker Service of Ocean County, VHS. Okay, I recently donated to VHS of Ocean County in honor of my 71st birthday. Guess what? Of all the gifts I received this year, there was no gift better than knowing I made it possible for a homebound veteran to get a visit from a visiting nurse or a healthcare aide on a day out to an adult care center. I will make it a habit to donate on the traditional gift giving, receiving days, birthdays, and Christmas. We should honor uh, veterans of all wars, but I'm particularly partial to the heroes of my generation, the Vietnam vets who received a horrendous homecoming yeah, for the heroic service to our country, Jules. Sandy, you want to, now would be a great time to chime in about VHS. Uh, VHS, we are, uh, we're using VHS to deliver the care because they're a great organization. Uh, it is a 501c3 community-based home health care uh, provider. And they're the only ones who really do give a damn about the vets. The problem is that the Veterans Administration funds and New Jersey have both cut out care to the elderly, to the homebound elderly, especially um, now with the new administration, um, the VA is starting to suffer a tremendous number of cutbacks. Uh, not cutting service out entirely for home care, but cutting the fees back to like so low that no one can afford to provide care. Yet the community-based nonprofits uh, like VHS are still doing it, but they're struggling terribly trying to keep their head above water through, uh, throughout COVID and beyond and throughout all the other cutbacks. So we are collecting money. Um, uh, through GoFundMe, GoFundMe.com, and please search for VHS of Ocean County. It takes about a hundred bucks a day to provide mm -hmm. care for a, um, a disabled or homebound veteran, and uh, a lot of veterans do need memory care and their families. And they do have an adult daycare center, and they do have um, you know the visiting nurses that go out and the homemakers who do go out, and many times. These are the only faces that these poor people see. Um, they're, they're, they've outlived many cases, outlived their family um, yep. and uh, their friends, and you know how it is. Uh, a lot of times, when, when when you've got these long protracted illnesses, people just forget about you. And yeah, uh, well, life gets in the way yeah, too. And yeah, life uh, yeah. absolutely. I'm does. sure COVID put a big damper on uh, being it visited. Put a huge uh, damper on being visited, and uh, you know we're talking about an organization who they actually lost three of their visiting nurses to COVID, and um, are still plugging away. They never lost a beat. They were still out there and uh, ended up having to bury three of their own people, um, and it's just. Um, you know, it's a great it's a it's a great cause, and and I want to thank thanks uh, thanks Jules uh, for the plug and um, Dominic uh, Dominic F uh, uh, George uh, um, I'm sorry Ed, Ed Green um, Steve K and uh, George 
George Y again. <laughs> Thank you so much. Um, George, you're, you're a psycho. Thank you so much. We, we do so much appreciate it. Um, you guys are making it possible. Uh, look, five bucks, ten bucks. You don't have to be big givers like these guys. Five bucks, ten bucks, really, seriously, if you can just donate, it all adds up. Every single penny will go for care. There is no administrative cost attached to it at all. So every single penny will be given directly uh, for care for these folks. Thank you so much. Isn't that great? It's a great, just a great feeling. Um, to help people donate a little bit, you know, I'm uh, I'm involved in the um, that movie Necessary Evil. By the way, it's going to be a short movie. It's going to be in all the film festivals and stuff. My buddy, the author, aka Kareem Hayes, will be doing it. I made a huge uh, charitable donation, and they have a GoFundMe page as well. It's a Necessary Evil. You should check it out. Keep you posted on that. I think this is going to be a fun one. We're going to do all the gun training and firearm training and safety for the for the movie and stuff. So. It'll be cool. I will not be in front of the camera. I will not even be behind the camera. I will be in my office <laughs> while it's all being done. It's the I don't want to scare to anybody. <laughs> uh, so Joey Grimaldi sends me an email. <clears throat> he goes, Aunt, when I read your book, I often shared stuff with my mom. In a small passage, Chapter 5, Hospital Patient Security, page 101, this is what I share from your book. When you or a loved one is admitted to the hospital, it is imperative that as soon as possible, all personal items are taken home. Property theft is the number one crime committed in hospitals. Yep. The only items a patient should have are their electronic devices and charger, period. And their false mother, teeth. Yeah, and false teeth, sorry. His mother answered, the phone is the first thing they'll steal. <laughs> <laughs> so he Joey's response was but that's your only lifeline she frustrated the hell out of me help me out tell her mother that tell your mother phones are not valuable anymore no. they can hardly be unlocked or defeated criminals do not care about your flip phone or your <laughs> iPhone or your Android okay right. and if you have everything black backed up on a cloud even if they steal your phone you can activate a new one and have everything reappear on it like it never went away what would between find my phone uh, type of technology gps tracking and encryptions i mean come on the fbi got the terrorist phone they couldn't unlock it right remember in california right. at that time that's right and they asked apple to do it and apple said nope we're not violating our customer security sorry figure it out and they brought a hacker in to figure out how to unlock the phone. So, Joe, just tell your mother there's there's not a market on that, okay? <laughs> yeah, it's not, not 1990 I got a, anymore. Correct. I got a great letter from a Mark G. Hello, Anthony. I've been to your range many times over the past year, and yours. I've been to many ranges over the past year, and yours is always top-notch. I've been coming to Gunfire more frequently because of the convenience and a fantastic staff. I usually try to go once a month if I can, and every time the staff is more than superb. I have brought my 14-year-old daughter the last uh, two times, and she really enjoys it. Today, I want to give a special shout-out to one employee in particular, Jim Y. He was so incredibly nice to Kayla and spent quite a bit of time giving her pointers and getting her stance corrected. This is me talking now, because remember, Mark, your 14-year-old daughter will listen to my RSO slash instructor, but not her dad. That's right. Okay, because Jim Y. is an expert. You're a dad. You don't know anything. Right. Okay, which is... A, a constant throughout the world for the last 5,000 years. So uh, he, he wrote that giving her the extra attention was much appreciated. Jim went above and beyond just pointers. I would consider it a lesson. 
it it is this is this <laughs> Is this crazy time where staff is hard to in this crazy time where staff is hard to find and keep? You have a wonderful crew. Please thank Jim again for me. Sincerely, Mark Chi. Thank you. We we appreciate that. You know, when we have the time, uh, we will always go out of a way above and beyond because listen, fourteen year old Kayla, she is our future. Yes, absolutely. the more kids we can teach safe and responsible firearms uh, appreciation and get her interested in it and have her become an advocate for us. And I'm not talking a pro-gun advocate going out and standing at a podium, but having someone like that, a 14-year-old girl, have the perception that it's wholesome and it's fun mm -hmm. and it's yep. safe and it's controlled. We need her. And Jim Y., yes, oh, I love, you're only as good as your people, and I love my people, and I, I just thank everybody for that. So last Tuesday, I had a book signing, and we had a bunch of people show up. And uh, it was really good. And an old face came in, Sandy, who you probably remember. Do you remember Grant Gallagher? Yes. He owns Scott Shot down uh, South Jersey. Yeah. And uh, Grant Gallagher stopped up. He ordered two books. And he wanted me to obviously sign the books. And he got a tour of Mount Gummore and everything. And then he wrote me a huge letter uh you know back uh it was good seeing you and he remembers back in the day when we when we uh when we had the tc training and yep. uh, you know all the other stuff and the these are times they were simpler times we all got together in the classroom and we joked and we laughed our asses off and yeah. everything mm -hmm. and it was so nice i you know i read this whole thing and it brought back a you know a swell of uh memories and uh you know, uh, we just, we all had a good time. And by the way, uh, Steve Hoback is uh, fighting cancer right now. He used oh. to be in e education and training with NRA. And uh, so uh, Godspeed to him as well. But Grant, it was really great to see you. And check out Scott Shot Training if you get a chance. They, uh, most of their shooting and uh, classes are done out of We Shoot in uh, Brick, or Brick, New Jersey, or Lakewood, New Jersey, where they're right next to each other. And uh, just a great guy. And he became a citizen a few months ago, by the way, Grant. Oh, wow. You know, he was from, he's the Scott, because he's from Scotland. Yep. Scotland. But uh, just a great guy. And again, breaking that narrative, you know, first generation immigrant. I think he was a, a, a biochemist or something like that. Said. I he think he was yeah, a yeah, chemist so. or something. Yeah. yeah, he made elixirs out of test tubes or something. So, Grant, Godspeed. I'm glad your son is doing well, family and everything. And, uh, Keep reaching out to people out there and converting them because God knows we need you just like uh, everybody else. Uh, by the way, uh, George Y. from Firematic, five more raffle donations. He's a psycho. <laughs> <laughs> Matt Beeb, three more raffle Another psycho. donations. George Y., Firematic, our fire inspector's coming through on Tuesday. He's going to mark where we need to put the water and the ABC extinguishers, and then you're going to come Wednesday or Thursday and install them all. This is a great. See, I don't have. I just saved a phone call. Yeah, you did. Yeah, there it is. I just, I, I just saved Absolutely. a phone call. Yeah. Is that phenomenal or what? Sorry, George, didn't mean to put you on the spot, but you but know I love you. <laughs> so let let's talk a little bit about um, some required reading. I wanted to talk about you know, uh, decoding firearms by John Petrolino. Any new gun owner needs this book. Easy to read covers everything a to z soup to nuts um, for new firearm owners and many of you firearms owners out there will learn a lot as well i really believe that everybody should uh, you know read this book i also would love to push uh, necessary evil uh, 
by Kareem Hayes. It's available on barnesandnoble.com as well as amazon.com. Great story of someone's journey. Um, I had some parallels in that book. Uh, the, one of the characters had a nickname. I happened to have the same street nickname when I was a, when I was a kid. And no, I'm not telling you what it is. Uh, <laughs> another book is uh, Good Gun, Bad Guy, 1, 2, and 3 by Dan Woos. W-O-S, Dan Woos. Check it out. Uh, another two-way advocate from New York. Of course, The Behavioral Science of Firearms by uh, Gianni Pirelli. If you get a chance, you should read that book, The Behavior Science of Firearms by Gianni Pirelli. And, of course, everybody should have New Jersey Gun Law Bible by Evan Knappen. I think these are great books everybody should have. So without further ado, I'm going back into the raffle real quick. So as far as the raffle goes, I have a seven-foot dory here. I know, a useless item, a Spartan spear, a dory made by Henry Montefrant. Five two-way groups in an unprecedented move that has never happened in the history of two-way, especially in a state like New Jersey. Five two-way groups got together and banded resources, banded finances all together, and we are suing the state of New Jersey for its firearms ID, a.k.a. gun permitting scheme. We're trying to get rid of the firearms ID card and do like many, many other states, about 46 to be exact, where you just use your next background check. You go and get a background check. Just like if you got pulled over by the police, you'd get a background Amazing. check. So, right? Imagine that. Only New Jersey puts a firearms ID card in the middle, which grants you permission to take your gun out of your own home and bring your gun to the range or a gunsmith and then right back home yeah, right. with no unnecessary deviation. So we're doing this. When we started the lawsuit, New Jersey was 20, 30, 40 days. No, I'm, I'm lying. They were probably, you know, 7, 10 working days behind in approvals uh, for people because they act as the middle uh, person. Because what they do is when you get a background check, a NICS check in New Jersey, they charge an illegal $15. And then the state police have administrative people that contact the federal government to get the next check. They call so the same line that the gun dealer in other states call. Correct. The same line. But they put a, a, a middle thing in so that they could have a stricter level of scrutiny, which is unconstitutional. They can charge an extra $15, which is illegal and unconstitutional. So this is all being challenged. So who gets together for this? The Association of New Jersey Rifle and Pistol Clubs, which is the state NRA affiliate. Coalition of New Jersey Firearms Owners, which is Rosie, Dan Grotovic, and et al. that we know, right? The next one is the Second Amendment Foundation, the Firearms Policy uh, Coalition, all right, FPC, and New Jersey Second Amendment Society, Alexander Rubian. We have five 2A groups all on one 2A case. A lot of people don't realize how important this is, okay? Yeah. So it's very, very important. So if you make a donation to any of those five organizations, monthly donation, a single donation, email me the receipt, and that's another raffle ticket. When we have the grand reopening of the range, we're going to put all of the raffles. So if you made 30 donations like Matt Beeb and George Y and Jim DiGiulio, you're going to have 30 entries in there. And if you win, you're going to come down. We're going to take a picture. I'm going to autograph the dory. We're going to get Henry Montefront here, who's lost about 100 pounds, by the way. I couldn't even recognize him. 
And I'm going to give you another autographed book of Crime Proof, Think Like a Criminal and Beat Them at Their Own Game, because unity and activism is key. So the tip of the spear in the 2A fight in New Jersey, who is me, will be giving away a tip of the spear, <laughs> which I think is um, going to be a lot of fun. Now, let's talk a little bit. Uh, we just had um, a situation where a father went into a store and his gun was in the backseat of the car and a three-year-old got the gun and killed his brother. Um, I, most of our listeners don't have to be told stuff like this, but you shouldn't really have unsecured firearms within access to a minor at any time, right? Ever. I'm Ever, right. But uh, it happens more than we think it happens. And, you know, there is a level of... There is a level of security that we have to also think about uh, because we just had uh, a 12-year-old boy... Um, used a uh, hunting rifle uh, to fatally shoot an armed intruder who was tr- who was threatening his mother. So, you know, a handgun in the backseat of the car is probably not really a good thing to do. But not with children, not with n- not with young children who haven't been trained or 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 supervised training of the use and and safety of a firearm. <sighs> Huge difference, yep. right? Huge difference. A uh, huge difference. So uh, these are the things, you know, this kid, 12 years old, he got the hunting rifle and, and he shot the guy who was threatening his mother. And it happens. You'll read about this all the time. And that's really an anomaly. But for the most part, you know, young kids should not have access uh, to firearms at all. It's also a, uh, you know, talk about a liability, you know, and yeah. you just, right. ugh. I just, I just can't imagine, you know, what's going through the parents' head now. You know, that your life, your your life is over at this point. Oh, yeah. Um, you know, there's just so many economical storage options today. Whether it's Vault Tech or whether it's a simplex lock, like I like to use. You know, my buddy Jay Mickens, he gave me a Vault Tech uh, cigar humidor. It has a code on top of it, you know. But Vault Tech makes um, uh, gun safes and gun lock boxes that have finger code as well as biometric you know you all know if you've been listening to my show for many years i'm not a huge fan of uh, uh, biometric because it's uh, your fingerprint not, might not be red if it's sweaty or bloody or cut you know you were in a gardening um, uh, thing earlier in the day and you cut your finger and you put a band-aid on it i'd much rather have something that's mechanical that doesn't require batteries and doesn't require you know reading uh, my fingerprints but uh, that's a personal uh, thing on your end, but all firearms should be locked from unauthorized persons at all time. And obviously, if you go into my book, you'll read that we have uh, that we have different ways of storing stuff. We have stuff that has immediate access, and then we have long-term storage. Not to be confused. Sometimes I post stuff like that. Somebody's like, "Well, how am I going to get it into an emergency?" I'm like, "Read my post." <laughs> There's two ways to store guns. Are your guns that you're only going to take to the range shooting? Your home defense gun, obviously, is not going to be in the basement in a dial safe, you know, and then locked in a uh, and, and then locked in a fire safe in that with a sentry key. Yeah, disassembled. That's just not what I'm referring to. 
Okay, we're referring to there's a difference between quick access and there's a difference between there's a cleaning lady in my house right now. Would it be smart of me to have a uh, right. gun sitting in the right. nightstand? Exactly right. No, but it's locked in a box. Right. <laughs> and the box is screwed into the drawer. Right. So she's going to have to steal the whole drawer. <laughs> right. All right. And then don't forget, ladies and gentlemen, I had a lot of work done in my house by uh, Dan from uh, New Jersey Concealment Furniture. And right. as Dan likes to say in his advertising, come and find it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> I get, a, I get a, a message from a guy the other day. Um, he needs a letter because... Um, he was going through a divorce years ago, and uh, him and his wife had some problems, and the chief denied him, saying because they had a temporary restraining order, the chief wants a, a letter from a doctor um, saying uh, that it's okay for him to own guns now. So he reached out to me. So I'd like to remind everybody, quarantinecrawl.com. It's simple yeah. enough. The yep. easiest thing for me now is I just said we have multiple doctors on there. We have multiple lawyers. We have every 2A group on quarantinecrawl.com. Everybody should be checking that first before they go anywhere. Listen, if I don't have somebody on there, like somebody asked for a, a flooring guy the other day. I didn't have a flooring guy. So I said, well, I don't, I don't have a flooring guy. If anybody has a pro 2A flooring guy, send me uh, their information, and I'll gladly, I'll gladly put them on the crawl. But you should, everybody should be checking that first. Now, that person, I'm not mad at that person because, you know, they, uh, they didn't know about the crawl. They sent me an email because I think they posted on a gun forum somewhere, and they were like, oh, you know, uh, do you know of any doctors? Now, remember, referring a pro to a doctor doesn't mean you're going to get approved. That's right. Yeah, okay. exactly. Get that it, straight. Correct. But these are doctors that are sympathetic yeah. to our cause. Because if you go to an anti-gun doctor, I don't care if you're 100% certifiably perfect, they're probably going to look for a reason to deny you. Yeah, right. All right. So we want, we just need that level of objectivity, right? We just need an objective physician or doctor or psychotherapist or psychiatrist that's going to evaluate you and sign off on it. Most of their malpractice insurance is not going to allow them to just write you a, a blanket yes. letter saying that you're okay. And in the They're, case of Pirelli, I mean, he is the guy who wrote the book on objectivity. Correct. So we got Pirelli in, uh, uh, on one side of Verona, and then we have Dr. Jerry Optoff Optof over in Westwood. Yeah, so right. we have, uh, I think, yeah, Westwood. So we have one up in Bergen County, and we have one over here right. in, um, you know, um, Essex County, uh, Passaic County area. So we have two. And I don't know, listen to me, I don't know anything about their insurance or payment or anything of that. All I know is that they're both 2A, pro 2A objective doctors but again lawyers are listed you know butchers are listed bakers are listed catering companies and don't forget there's 82 food companies if you don't look on quarantinecrawl.com how are you going to know this how are you going to know stop giving people yep. our money yep. let them hate us for free right exactly okay we don't want to give people our money that they can use against us Okay, that's what we want to do. We want to make sure that we put our dollars, and we can't always do it. Let's face it, we can't always right. do it. Right. So I went to an orthopedic uh, surgeon on Tuesday, and uh, he's a member of the range. So I know he's pro 2A, right? right? He's right. been here, his wife's been here. By the way, uh, I was told I have no cartilage in my right knee, and uh, I'm supposed to get a total knee replacement, and I'm really not happy about that. Are going to buy some cartilage? Or? 
I would love if anybody has any spare, spare cartilage. Spare cartilage to sell. Uh, yeah. And not shark. I need human. Yeah, just, yeah, human. And, and in relatively good shape. So you got to be under the age of, oh, at least 100. you got to be under 100, and your BMI should never have gone above 20. <laughs> Otherwise, that shit's flattened out, and I can't shit's use like it. That's it. why I have no cartilage, because back in the day, I peaked at 420 pounds. And it's, it's interesting, Sandy. Two weeks ago, I'm walking in the range, yeah. and I felt something just weird in my knee and like something was hanging out of my kneecap and i looked down I'm like wow that was weird what was that and then the pain started like a radiating pain nice yeah so two weeks later i go to the orthopedic he takes an x-ray he goes you see your left knee you see that space there that's cartilage you see your right knee the two bones touching that's no cartilage <laughs> take care of yourself ladies and gentlemen yep. oh we have a utah ccw class july 27th $220, all included. That includes the application fee, prints, notary, photo, etc., etc. We even nice. mailed the thing out for you. It's a three-and-a-half-hour class. Go to gunforhire.com, click on Academy, Utah CCW. You can carry in 33 or 34 states. Hopefully, the Corlett case will allow us to carry in all 50 states. Support those who support you. I love you all. Look forward to seeing you all at the new range expansion within the next couple of weeks. Wait to hear the announcement i'm going to talk about with the buyers club and the expanded retail and so many other changes are coming couldn't do it without you all be safe be careful if not name it after me <laughs> on that note it looks like you've wasted yet another perfectly good hour listening to gun for hire radio gun for hire radio is a counterfeit media production the music used in this broadcast was managed by cosmo music new york new york on behalf of our show host, Master Trainer Anthony Calandro, and the rest of the crew here at Gunfire Hour Radio, we do thank you so much for listening. Remember, the book is Crime Proof. Think like a criminal and beat them at their own game. It is a perfect, perfect gift for uh, your son or daughter who is headed out to college. Get it for them now because those days are coming in about a month, believe it or not. Well, we love you guys. See you again next week. And remember, VHS of Ocean County. So it's GoFundMe.com, VHS of Ocean County. Five bucks, ten bucks, anything you guys can do. We love you. Give some love to a disabled veteran. We love you. See you next week. From sea to the shine.